0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Pensacola People's Podcast. My name is Karina Mariano. And I'm Rose Schneider. The teachers and staff at Creative Learning Academy have started a journey to understand the brain, how it develops, and the best way to teach. They all read the book Neuroteach and all love our amygdalas. Today we are honored to be joined by Neuroteach author Glenn Whitman. Welcome, Mr. Whitman. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, fantastic! Thanks for having me. Uh, really excited. Uh, my name is Glenn Whitman, as you guys already said. Uh, I am a history teacher uh, and run a research center in Maryland called the Center for Transformative Teaching Learning, um, which we work with our teachers at our school, which is St. Andrew's Episcopal School, and great teachers at Creative Learning Academy and other schools around the world to look at how um, we can better understand how students' brains learn, and how we can give them better strategies to be even more successful um, in their academic pursuits, whether it's at your school or my school.
0: Yeah, so what's your favorite part about teaching at your school?
1: Um, so I've been teaching for 31 years. I've been at three different schools, one in Spokane, Washington, and one in New Jersey, and now in Maryland. Um I mean, there's a lot of things about teaching that uh, get me really excited. I I mean, I love working with kids, right? I've taught anything from fifth grade to 12th grade. So uh, what grade are you guys in? I forgot to ask.
0: Seventh
1: grade. Seventh grade. Okay, so I've taught people your age, right? Um, And you guys always bring this amazing energy. And most of the time, a lot of interest in what you're learning. Uh, Sometimes that interest is merely because you want to know more. I, um, or sometimes you also want to get good grades, but I get it. Uh, that's that's true too. But I really, you know, when you come onto a school, a campus, whether it's in Pensacola or Maryland, there's an energy that students create. And, and it's it's really cool to come to a job uh, like that. Um, I also really want to better understand, you know, every kid has a brain. You guys have brains, right? I think you have. Yes. Right. You'll bring it every day to your school, um, And I've always been fascinated, like how much we can know about the learning brain to be better teachers and better students for you guys. Or I also coach soccer. So how can I be a better sport coach? Or, you know, whether your theater teacher is directing a play. So um what I ultimately will say in this long answer is I love the challenge of being a teacher. I think every day is a challenge, but there's a lot of always joy and energy because it's, a privilege to get to engage with students, whether they're seventh graders like you guys, or I even teach 10th uh, graders this year. So they're a little older.
0: Wow.
1: You guys will be 10th graders soon though. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> Why did you pick the name NeuroTeach and what does it mean to you? Yeah,
1: you know, that's a great question that I don't often get asked. So thank you. And it's a, actually, I think a really cool story. Uh, I was hiking with my wife in Colorado and Dr. Kelleher, who I wrote the book with and I were playing around with titles and we were on this trail in Colorado and we, I was just sort of batting around ideas with my wife as we were walking. It was about a five, four or five mile hike, I think. And, you know, neuro means brain. Right. And uh, obviously teach means, you know, teach. Right. So um, it seems so simple. Like, duh, like, really, this is this could be the title. But, you know. We we wanted to convey something that was clear to a potential per- person who would buy the book or read the book. Um, and we thought, you know, maybe that could work. Maybe we were overthinking the title. So literally on a hike with my wife in Colorado, I came up with the term NeuroTeach. I, I asked Ian, my co-author, how's this sound? And then, you know, like good books, it has a subtitle, right? So the title is NeuroTeach. But its subtitle is Brain Science and the Future of Education. And I think we needed that word education in the title as well, thinking about what are the next frontiers or phases for education to become really good for kids. Uh, And if you notice the book cover, I don't know if you've ever seen the book cover. We also have a big picture of a brain on it as well. So, yeah. yeah. So we asked the uh, publisher. Uh, can you put a big picture of the brain to hopefully maybe that sends a message that, uh, of what this, what this book's going to be about. Great question though. Love it. I, I have not gotten asked that question very often. Do you
0: go on, uh, do you go hiking a lot with
1: your wife? Uh, uh Yeah, we like to hike. Um, um, this In Colorado, I don't know if you've ever been to Colorado. So uh, yeah. the altitude is makes it a little harder, right? Uh, Cause I'm from Maryland and you know, we're probably at 400 feet. This hike, I remember we were doing it around like, you know, a mile, mile and a half up in the air. So, uh, yes, it's really, um, you know, there's research on this, like being out in nature, being out in the environment is really good for social, emotional well-being. It's why we want to get you guys like off your digital devices, out of your houses and get outside. I'm sure your parents yell, just just go outside. And there's a good, there's research behind why you should probably do that. Okay. Um, Why
0: exactly are teachers talking about the amygdalas?
1: Are your teachers talking more about the amygdala?
0: Um, our history teacher is a little bit. Good,
1: because when I was there, so I was there in August before you guys came back in the summer after the summer, and I challenged all your teachers to walk around the school and like, uh, and tell you guys they love your amygdala just to freak you out and you'd be like, what? What's the amygdala? Um, here, here's something very interesting. You know, I said and you guys agree that you will always have your brain every day at Creative Learning Academy. We agree on that, right? Yes. What is sort of weird or interesting, or maybe even ironic, is that to be a teacher at most schools, you don't have to understand the, the brain, which seems weird, right? The brain is the organ of learning. I would say your heart, too, and your whole body. But shouldn't teachers know more about the learning brain? Um, right. I think most parents would probably think they already do. And maybe you guys already thought your teachers already knew a lot. Um, and when you think about the learning brain, there's this thinking that all learning involves our emotion and involve and, and all, it's an emotional experience. You might be happy as you learn, sad. You might have had a bad day or a bad friendship moment, or right? And that impacts your learning. Right. All learning is social, right? You know, it's a, it's a social experience. And obviously, all learning, your teachers work you guys hard, which they should. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge they want to give to you for you to use and that's that's cognitive. What we know from research and what I learned as I uh, developed as an educator is that we really need to think a little bit more of how emotions impact our learning at at schools like yours or mine. And the emotional part of your brain, uh, one of the emotional centers is called the amygdala. Um, You know, like you ever go to a stoplight, there's a traffic light, you're gonna right you don't drive yet right okay. legally legally you don't drive yet right um and you know there's two three colors like red yellow and green at the traffic light right well so imagine the amygdala is sort of your traffic light of your brain and it's telling you like if if you feel safe and a sense of belonging and valued and appreciated uh you're gonna get sort of the go signal like you're gonna you're're you're, it's gonna lead you into some higher order thinking parts of your brain to do the heavy work and lifting your teachers wanna do. But you might be hungry or tired, or maybe you're actually afraid of something that might bring up the yellow signal or even the red signal and say, look, there's a sense of fear and maybe I gotta emotionally, I gotta focus on that for survival, so to speak, and not on learning. So we want your teachers at your school to think about the amygdala a lot more than they might have prior Side by side, the great content they want to teach you, so I love that your teachers love your amygdala. I love your amygdala too, even though I don't teach you.
0: Why do you think colleges do not teach future teachers
1: about the brand? Oh, you guys are you guys are good on these <laughs> um you know it's sort of like um I think there's two answers to this. One is I might not know the whole reason why um, but number two is schools of education in the United States. And there are many of them there's thousands of them in the United states they um they get to sort of choose their curriculum a bit and they're gonna teach teachers about behavioral psychology and they're gonna educational theory uh, uh how to set up and design a class. but for some reason, um the science of how the brain learns, which is called a lot of different things sometimes it's called educational neuroscience uh sometimes it's called mind brain and education. Sometimes it's called the science of learning is not a requirement in every school of education or every teacher training program in the United States. And at schools like yours and mine, also, teachers are sometimes trained a little differently. They might have a a deep knowledge, a major, or a advanced degree in their academic discipline or age group. You have you probably take social studies, right, or math, and right, your teachers have an expertise, right, in those content areas. Um. What I see and what our center has been trying to do is we see this as a really big missed opportunity. Uh, As we talk about how to make learning and education better in this country, what if all teachers, not just your great teachers at CLA or St. Andrews, our school, but what if all teachers knew more about how the brain learns? Could you have a better learning experience? Could you achieve academically more? Could you socially and emotionally really enjoy school more and, and the growth and development. So might have been a, a long-winded answer. I, I would like to see more universities and colleges, schools of education. But until they do that, our Center for Transformative Teaching Learning gets invited to schools like yours who see it as an opportunity. And what you guys have done really cool, at least your teachers, is all your teachers are being trained, which is really neat. Do
0: you think you were a teacher at a college, do you think you would teach future teachers about it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I can, absolutely. I mean, um, but, you know, there's a lot to learn. I mean, research on how uh, the, the brain is the most complex organ of our body, right? So let's start there. If you've ever seen a picture uh, of a brain and all the neural connections and the dendrites and the axons and, the nucleus there's a lot going on in the brain right um so it's pretty complex to understand and there's a lot of research being done and research is you know is really good to do and important but sometimes the research is really good and sometimes the research is not sometimes the research is done like in labs well a lab setting is very controlled and very safe um and it looks very different than the chaos of a classroom, right? Your classrooms are very active and energetic. Yeah. A lot's going on. Researchers like to do their research initially in labs so they can control for variables, which you probably learn in science. The reasons why I, as a teacher, though, would make sure not only in how I teach, but hopefully our a program would use it, is because I know it makes me a better teacher of all the learners that exists in a classroom. Like, like I bet you guys are good at some things in your classes and some things are more challenging. And I want to help you think about and get better at both. I think knowing the science of how the brain learns makes me a more effective teacher. And I would think more teachers, if they had that same insight, might feel the same.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you respond to teachers who are old school, in their ways, and think your book is just another theory?
1: I hope nobody's saying that at your school. I'm just kidding. Um, so, so that exists, right? Um, you know, there's people who've been teaching a long time. I've been teaching 31 years. I have colleagues at my school who've been teaching 40 years, right? That's a long time. And we get into some habits and behaviors and to change habits. You guys know this, but it's a little easier for you guys and us. As we get older, it's harder to change things we do, whether it's professionally or personally as well. Um, and we work with teachers who are a little stubborn and say, I do it this way. And, it, and my question always to them is, well, one is why? Why do you do it that way? I'm always curious. And sometimes their why is very good. And it, it might say, I have an, it's my instincts or uh, I've tried it out before. And it might be informed by research or not. Then I ask you, then I often ask the teacher, well, how do you know it's working? And that's a harder question to answer. Right. It can't just be you're getting better grades. You know, how do I know certain strategies or ways I teach are working? Um, Oftentimes we don't ask you guys enough. Is it working? Right. Think about this. How many times have teachers asked you for your opinion if a lesson or a unit or activity worked for you as a learner?
0: Not a lot. Not a lot.
1: Right. Uh, Right. We, uh, you know, you are the um, you're the end user, like. We want, we want your feedback. You know, how, uh, I, I don't know if you have an, an iPhone or a, a, an Apple product or you have a computer, right? Right. When, when companies build things, they often interview the people who are going to use it. In education, we actually don't interview you guys enough uh, to tell us what's working or not. So again, for somebody who's a little stubborn or set in a ways, what we do to, to do that is we give. Tools. So your teachers now have tools. I don't know if you've seen them. They, they're it's called a roadmap or a placemat. I don't know if I have any here. Let me see here. It sort of looks like this. So ask your teacher. Oh, well, you really can't see it. It looks like that.
0: Oh yeah, I have that.
1: Okay, right. So I don't know if this is a, it's a podcast, right? It's not a video, right? So people, the 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 uh, audience will not be able to see this, but I'm holding up a placemat that every teacher at Creative Learning Academy now has. So ask your teacher where their placement is. It would be a good question. Tell them I asked that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's enough on it for people to find something they think will work in their class, whether it's social studies or maths or science or the arts or physical education or your sports. Um, and what we do with teachers, one more thing, is we give them a 10% challenge. We say, what 10% of your teaching can you change? And that's pretty light, right? Um, but it also still involves you giving us feedback as it's working. So there are stubborn teachers. There are resistant teachers. Um, we're just going to keep after them to give them an opportunity to try something and see if it works.
0: Yeah. You said that you're, well, you are an author. So how has that impacted you as a teacher?
1: It's a, You know, when I, when I became a teacher and I, and I, you know, I've taught thousands of students since 1991, Um, I really wanted to impact the students in my classes in front of me. Um, I also, though, have worked really hard on my professional learning and growth. And I felt like I had something to share to more educators throughout the world. So, you know, writing a book, um, uh, I think teachers generally are good sharers. And writing a book allowed me and my colleague Ian Kelleher to share our journey in knowing more about the brain and what it does for us to see what it might do for others. So um, in one way, it, it made me feel really good, like that I could give back to the education and the educational world um, and teachers around the world. The book has been read quite a bit uh, by uh, teachers and schools and districts, private, public, charter, international, homeschool around the world. Um, so that's one thing it, it, it did. Um, it also sort of, in a fun way, made me a little famous, which is kind of cool. Um, and I get to hang out with you guys. So if I didn't write a book, this podcast wouldn't be happening. So right. let's say like, that might be the best thing, at least today.
0: Do you have a favorite part of
1: the book? Ooh, why did you ask that? Uh, do I have a fa- so I don't know if you flipped through the book a little. It sounds like you guys probably have in your preparation, because you're really well prepared. Um we have some illust- with illustrations in the book. So most of the chapters um, and what we, Ian and I did not do those illustrations. We hired an artist. And what we asked Elisa to do for us was, could you create visual representations of what we were trying to convey in the chapter? And we really think those are on their own. If you ever look at them, they, they're they really thought provoking and make you question things about teaching and learning. So um I think one of my favorite parts of the book um, are the visual and the illustrations we we have. I also like parts of the book in that we we use the science of teaching and learning that we were trying to convey through the narrative in the book. So there are times for teachers to reflect as they read. There is a, a little formative assessment. You guys would call it a short quiz. Um, maybe you guys can take it after or ask your teachers how they they did. Um I mentioned the illustrations uh, we have. So we have elements of the book that try to bring to life and light what we hope teachers would maybe do in their own classrooms.
0: You said you had a wife. Do you have any kids?
1: I do. Thanks for asking. Um, I have a daughter who's a, uh, a senior at USC out in LA. And I have a son who's a sophomore at uh, the University of Colorado in Boulder. So they both are on the west coast um, uh, or or more towards the west coast and uh um one of them went to my school that I teach at uh, that's a little like your school and then my my daughter went to a a, a public school so uh, they 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 had different educational journeys
0: um was there anything you would like to share with us that we did not ask you about
1: uh, always a great finishing question um yeah my question to you is Are you, you know, how long have you been at Creative Learning Academy, each of you?
0: This is my 10th year.
1: Well, 10th year. How how old are you?
0: I'm 12.
1: Oh, my God. You've been there, like, since, like, let's speak. Yes. How long have you been?
0: I think my seventh year, yes.
1: Seventh year. Right. So my question, are you seeing or hearing things that maybe your teachers are doing differently now that they're learning a little bit more about the, the brain?
0: Um, yeah, there's been definitely more, like, on-hands activities yes. and uh, interactions with each other.
1: And do you feel that's helping you as a learner to both learn more and enjoy the experience?
0: Yeah, I like partner work.
1: You, you like partner work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, you ask one, I'm going to ask, like, 30 questions here. Like, uh, Why do you like partner work? I'm just curious.
0: Um, Because it gives a chance for me to, like, see how everybody works with different things and what people are, like, really good at. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. So you guys are seeing and feeling your teachers sort of doing this work a bit. Yes. yes. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And, and I'm going to I think I'm scheduled to be back. Um, so the good news is uh, what I really appreciate from your school and your school leadership is that um, we know that when you are introduced to something, you guys know this, you don't learn it the first time. Right. Right. It, it, it takes more than just the first time to learn something. So what I'm doing is I'm actually coming back to, to your school in January to work for a second round with your teachers what to have it? them keep practicing with it. So maybe I'll maybe I'll meet you and uh, you guys can be part of our day.
0: Okay, we have one last question that we ask all of our guests on our podcast. Bring it. Uh, Mr. Whitman, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: What do I want? Oh, my God. Like, really? Like, that's like a big question. <laughs> uh, what do I want my legacy to be? Uh, As a teacher, or just in life, what can you? What are you thinking? Um,
0: Um,
1: I certainly would. You know, I I hope from a family perspective, I've I've been a a a a good husband, uh, a great husband, and a a father um, that was there for my family. I think that's really important. Um, But I think I think my my legacy, like when on my tombstone or at my funeral I would like people to say you know he he always showed up with joy um um uh, and positivity um in in what he did and I I always think like if we can lead with joy if we can start from what's possible what's positive um in this challenging world and life we live in um we'll be we'll, we'll be we'll be able to move forward together better so yeah that's probably uh, maybe uh, maybe on my tombstone I should say Miss, Mr. Joyful or Mr. Positive. I'll tell my wife.
0: Thank you Thanks so for much for being with us. us.
1: No, you guys are great. Great questions. Please say hello to your teachers and tell. make sure you love their amygdalas too, though.
0: Listeners, if you're interested in more information or to order resources, you can visit www.thettl.org. The yep. Center for Informative Teaching
1: the center for transformative teaching and learning. Awesome. Uh, thank you for for publicizing our work.
0: Thank, thank you. you so much.